Welcome to Huan Podcast with Apostle Abraham Kumsi. These messages are to create a hunger and a passion in you to desire a place of experiences and manifestations in the Word of God. And now, today's message. So remember, um, quickly today I'm going to I'm going to speak much on the suffering. So the cross, the suffering, the sacrifice, the crucifixion, and death. But then in the chronological order, it is the sufferings, cross, sacrifice, crucifixion, and death. Hallelujah! Praise God. And I gave a brief definition of the cross, which you will not get anywhere. And I said that the cross is actually, any definition is a stake or a post. And then it is an instrument of capital punishment. And I explained what it meant to be a capital punishment. See after me, capital punishment. Capital punishment. Now, capital punishment happened to be the height of all punishment. Now, I said that when you see Jesus being crucified on the cross, he's actually not the first person to be crucified on the cross. If you study history, you'll realize that the crucifixion on the cross had been in existence even before the birth of Christ. Even before the birth of Christ. In fact, it is recorded that in the year B.C. 4, which is the year before, four years before the birth of Jesus, it is said and it is spoken that there were massive crucifixion by the Romans. Now, when we trace um, where the crucifixion actually started, before, before the Romans adopted that, it was actually practiced by the Assyrians. We are dealing with the systems of the kingdoms or the kingdoms I shared with you the first kingdom. In fact, the Assyrian kingdom moved to become the Assyrian Empire. And if you are studying about empires, actually the, 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 the people of Israel couldn't get into an empire because the extent of their conquering couldn't match to the standard of an empire. I personally believe that if Solomon was faithful and had walked in the ways of his father, maybe they could have actually extended to become an empire. Now you see the Assyrian Empire way down the rising of the Babylonian Empire. And I shared with you that the Babylonian Empire was actually started as the Babylonian Kingdom. I hope you remember. And I said that Nebuchadnezzar was actually not the founder of the Babylonian Kingdom. The founder of the Babylonian Kingdom was the father of Nebuchadnezzar called what? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar started the kingdom. And as and when it was a kingdom, it was under the reign of the Assyrian Empire. Now, the Assyrian Empire was in existence. We're tracing back to the Assyrian Empire. That was where they did practice what we call crucifixion. And so it was adopted by the Babylonian Empire. And it was because it was a capital punishment for those who commits the higher treason of all, especially treasons against the government and against those who were in authority. So if you have studied the Bible and you see how that um, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Azariah, Hananiah, Mishael were thrown into 
the oven of fire, I just mentioned their Hebrew names, they were thrown into the oven of fire. In fact, that was another form of punishment. Even in the Babylonian kingdom, the, the crucifixion punishment was already inexistent. And so, the Roman Empire adopted it and it was said that in the days of their conquering on their part to become an empire, they adopted this system. So even before Jesus was crucified. Now, how many of you have stayed in the book of Isaiah? Watch this. And Isaiah was giving a vivid account, prophetically revealing who Jesus, how, how that Jesus is going to die. And the visage, his personality, his formation on the cross. In fact, Isaiah's account says that he will be beaten to the extent that there will not be a differentiation between him and a dead dog. He will be beaten and he will be split into pieces. He will look like a dog that is decaying or a dog that had undergone a serious accident which is beyond description. Hallelujah. And so when Isaiah was giving that prophecy, about how he is going to die. In fact, the description of how that his clothes were removed and he was waved. This was the system of the crucifixion. It was not peculiar to Jesus at all. And I told you that in the beatings of crucifixion, a man must be whipped at the back, at the buttocks and where? The leg side. And these... Now the reason why I showed you all of these things was to show you the dynamics of the cross. And so the things that we preach on the apostolic mountains were things that you'll never find anywhere. Okay. So I gave you a vivid picture. Remember, today I will share with you in the dynamics of the cross. So I shared with you how that he was prepared. Now, in every, in every crucifixion, according to the Jewish culture, there are two things which are offered to every man that undergoes crucifixion. And I said that at the birthing of the Lord Jesus, his revelation as a, as a born king, his death was prophesied. Three things were presented. Remember when the people came, he said, where is she born the king of the Jews? Now, in every biblical prophecy, if you want to see the hierarchies in kingdoms, the first uh, mineral that symbolizes kingdoms is the mineral of what? Gold. Thank you. And I said that they presented him three, three things. Gold, mere, and what? Frank incense. And I said that out of the three is the two that stands out, which is the incense, and then mere, which is a symbolic of his death, his, his revelation as the one who would die on the cross. And so, I've, remember I gave you the definition of what is called excruciating pain. It was in the crucifixion, the word excruciating was adapted because it was a word that should go, it is used to signify a level of pain that goes beyond the word pain. And so they adapted the word excruciating because it is beyond 
all that pain signify or beyond the description of pain. And while he was giving the mayor, he was giving the frank incense. It was not just about the sweetness. But when a man is dead on the cross, when he takes in a drink or a mixture or a drink that is made of a mare or an incense, it is believed that it has the capacity to dissolve part of the pain so that you'll be able to endure the pain on the cross. Do you know that Jesus died on the cross not as a blasphemer, not just because he presented himself to be a prophet. The Bible said the people even believed him to be a prophet. Not because he said he was a savior. Some of them believed him to be a savior. But his main accusation on the cross is because he is seen to present himself as a king. And that was his accusation on the cross. Now, his act, watch this. The reason why it amounted or it countermounted to death on the cross was because in his presentation as a king, remember, let me, let me go a little bit down to history. Now, Herod, remember, I shared with you about the three kinds of Herod, but you don't see it in the Bible. In the days of Jesus Christ and even in the Jewish um, culture back then, there were three kinds of Herods. That you don't know, I'm telling you. There were three kinds of Herods. Okay? Herod the Tetrarch. Now, there, there, there were others. One from Edomia. Especially one in the region of Galilee. He was not a Jew. He was a proselyte. Or what you call a proselyte. Am I communicating or the words are high? I should come down. Okay. When we say somebody is a proselyte or a proselyte, it means that he had, it is a, he had adapted to your belief, even though he, he might not be one of you. Like this Herod, he was instituted. Can you imagine? It's like we have the king of Kwesimintim. Obviously, if somebody is from Kwesimintim, he should, have, he should come from Kwesimintim. Must be born there. Of the descent. This was the prophecy. You know, when Jacob was prophesying, he said, he said, Look at when Shiloh will appear. He said, when the scepter would depart from Judah, then Shiloh will appear. Read the prophecy. Um, Genesis chapter 49. When he was prophesying, he said, the Lord giver will actually come from Shiloh. And this was where we had the first Lord giver or ruler was David. Out of David came Solomon. And the others, Jeroboam. Rehoboam, these were kings from the lineage of Judah, according to prophecy. Now, when Jacob prophesied that in that time, when the scepter depart from Judah, that is when Shiloh will appear. He said, until Shiloh come, then the scepter will appear. The first time the scepter disappeared from Judah was the emergence of Shiloh, and Shiloh is the prophetic name for Jesus. For the Christ, actually. Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Now, when the scepter departed from Shiloh was when this Herod, the Tetrarch. This Herod, actually, this was actually a throne of Judah. 
and the throne had departed from the lineage of David. This is why the prophecy said that Jesus will inherit the throne of his father David because it was going to be for a season. Now this Herod, the Tetrarch, was actually not a Jew. He was from Idumia. And Idumia, it was one of the nations that served to be the, the neighboring nations were from a sister nation to Israel. And because of politics, he was said to be a proselyte of the Jewish culture or the Jewish belief. And the, because of politics, um, the, the Caesar then adapted him to be the ruler and gave him the throne of Judah. So he was actually not a Jew. But those of you who don't know, it was the first prophecy that dated way back thousands of years when Jacob prophesied. When the scepter, now when we deal with the scepter, there are two things that govern the systems of a king, the throne. There is not three things. We have the throne, we have the footstool, and we have a scepter. Now a scepter is what can leave the king to somebody else and grant the person to walk in the dimension of a king, not because he sits on the throne, but because he holds the scepter. Now you see, the scepter is the revelation of the throne. The king cannot carry his throne everywhere, but he can carry his scepter everywhere. So when somebody is handed the scepter and is given the scepter, when he takes hold of the scepter, everywhere he goes, he must be accepted in the name of a king, the authority of a king, and the power of a king because of the scepter. Now the throne did not depart from Judah, but the scepter departed from Judah. Oh, I wish I am preaching. Now I'm giving you the details of how the whole event happened. Are you, you know, I've never had anybody teach me the cross like this. So the scepter de departed, but the throne was there. So even though this tetrarch had been the king, but he was actually ruling the calendar of God with the dimension of the scepter, not the throne, because the throne was preserved for the coming Messiah. He is called the branch of David, who is from the root of David. Him, through him, there shall be two things that shall be exalted, the throne of David and the tabernacle of David. And I told you things, I said, tabernacle is raised, but temple are hoped, built. You raise a tabernacle, but he's still building his temple, which is you and I. Not just because you are not built, I believe in the perfection of the building. Hallelujah. Which he's coming for. The bride. Praise God. So, when he exalted himself, thank you for listening to today's message. For the continuation of this message and many more spirit-filled messages from the man of God, follow our YouTube channel, Heaven on Earth Nation, to assess teachings that will transform your life. God richly bless you.